0: Father, we bless your name
1: and we give you honor and praise for your loving kindness and for your mercies. You have not dealt with that according to our iniquities, but according to your mercies, your favor and your loving kindness. Again, this background that we worship you this blessed morning. Your servant, I am nothing without you. I am only a man with the lips of clay. Pray that you touch my lips and let it be fire. As I share your word, Lord, let your word become a sent word to someone here. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. You look beautiful. You look like Jesus. Amen. The Lord will honor you and bless you. In the next few minutes i'll be concluding our easter series titled the donkey the crowd and the lord we have looked at the donkey we have looked at the lord today we want to look at the crowd the crowd everybody say the crowd crowd. amen anywhere there is a gathering of large number of people people form groups within the crowd so in a church like this people will form very official groups like the women's fellowship the men's fellowship and the youth fellowship this is where they find expression they find connection but others will form unofficial groups like all the singles will be drifted towards themselves all the married women toward themselves, all the married men toward themselves, then there will be more unholy groups. That would like to bring division like the gossip groups, like the pull him down groups. So, So, yeah, in a church like this, you can find But today I want to share with you some other groups within a crowd. The six groups within every crowd around Jesus. So we are a crowd around Jesus and you can find these six groups within this crowd here right now. And I want to share that with you. The six types of people in the crowd around Jesus. So Jesus is the center of what we do here. And we are the crowd around him. These six groups exist in every church. Exist in every church. And I want us to look at it today. Okay, so John chapter 12. From the verse 12 to the verse 13. The next day, the great crowd that have come for the festival that Jesus was on his way. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. So there was a good crowd that went to meet Jesus when he was entering Jerusalem for his crucifixion so that you and I can be saved. But I want to interrogate this crowd. I want us to investigate this crowd. I want us to look at which, what, what groups existed within this crowd. The group number one, those who spread their cloaks. Those who spread their cloaks. Mark 11. So we are looking at this same story from different accounts of the writers of the gospels so mark 11 the verses 7 and 8 from the niv mark throws more light on this group when they brought the court to jesus as a donkey and threw their cloaks over it he sat on it verse 8 many people spread their cloaks on the road so what is a cloak In the Bible days, most people wore two garments. There was an inner garment and a top garment. Like you see on your screen right now. So the brown on top of the blue was known as the cloak. How important was this cloak? I want to share that with you right now. How important was this cloak? A... Now, the cloak was used as security for a loan. Exodus 22, the verses 26 and 27, NIV. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, return it by sunset. Because that cloak is the only covering your neighbor has. What else can they sleep in when they cry out to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. The very important scripture here, the cloak was used as a security for a loan. Now, if you go for a loan from a bank, you need to offer a security. Usually, the security is three times the value of the loan you are looking for. But if you are even desperate, it can be 10 times the value of the loan you are looking for. It's either a house or a car or somebody that can, something that can easily be converted into cash. You have to present it as security. In the Bible days, the cloak was used as security because it had value and could easily be converted into cash. So the Bible says here that if somebody comes for money and uses the cloak as a pledge, as security, by sunset, return the cloak to the person, and then in the morning, you go and collect it back. Why were they returning the cloak? They were returning because it was not only used for security, but it was also used for covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the night when you are sleeping, you use your cloak to cover yourself. If somebody takes, that's why you're supposed to return it by sunset. So if somebody takes your cloak and does not bring it to you by sunset, you will have to sleep in the coldness of the night. So the person has to bring it back to you. So that was how important the cloak was. It was cash. It was a very valuable asset. So these people who took off their cloak and laid it down for Jesus, the donkey, to walk on were laying down something very costly. Something very valuable. Now understand that the roads were not done. So it was very rough. The donkey walking on it could tear it. But these people did not care. Because they had the same mindset that David had when he went to make a sacrifice to the Lord, and the owner of the land says, I will give you free land to make the sacrifice to God. And in Second Samuel 24 and the verse 24, David the Bible says, Then the king said to Aruna, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I accept bent offerings, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, which with that which cost me nothing, with that which cost me nothing. So so these people had the same mindset, those who put a cloak down, that we will not give to the Lord with that which costs us nothing. You know, you can give something to God that will cost you nothing, it will, it will cost you nothing if i come to church and i give god 20 cities it's costing me nothing i won't feel it even if i give the lord 500 ghana cities on sunday morning it will cost me nothing I, I, are you here with me do you understand what i'm talking about and so we, have, we need to have this understand so there is a group in the church who are like those who spread their clothes they give the Lord what is valuable in their lives. They give the Lord what is valuable in their lives. All of us here who have different things that are valuable to us. To some of you, what is valuable to you may be your time. May be your, your, your gift. May be your car. May be your house. May be something that is of value to you. And there are people in this crowd who give the Lord what cost them the most. They are here. In fact, most churches function and grow and are able to make impact because there are people who have spread their cloak for Jesus to walk on. Are you here? We sit here. We move here. We're going to do some fantastic facilities here because there will be people who are willing and able to spread their cloak. They they, they will never give the Lord anything that will not cost them something. Now, the Christian life is a very expensive life. In fact, Jesus said, If you want to follow me, you must carry your cross. Jesus is not just demanding your money, your car, or yourself, he's actually demanding your life. So if you if Jesus cannot cost you your time if you come to church at your convenience or you give to the lord at your convenience it is cost it, it is nothing before the lord because what is demanded from you is your life remember when he said to the disciples that if anyone wants to follow me he must hate his wife hate his wife, husband hate his uh, children and hate his own life to follow me the call to be a disciple of jesus the call to be a christian is the highest call of to sacrifice and if you are not ready for that you can be a good christian i told a story years ago of a sister that came to know the lord the brothers that went to minister to this sister When they got there, the sister had a very nice home with nice furniture, beautiful place, car, whatever. They ministered to this sister. This sister got born again, got established in the Lord. Got established in the Lord. And then, one day they went to visit the sister. The beautiful furniture was gone. Everything was gone from the house. And this sister was miserable. What happened? Everything they saw the sister had, from the car to to all the things, beautiful things they saw, was provided for the sister by a boyfriend, a sugar daddy. She was a side chick. When the man came, the, the sister told the man, I am born again. I can't sleep with you again. I can't go out with somebody's wife. The man said, well, somebody's husband. The man said, well, if you can't go out with me again, give me everything I've given you. The man took everything from this lady. But whatever the lady gave that man, she couldn't take it back. She lost everything. But that was the beginning of a better life for her. Or whatever you lose as a result of your faith in Christ, any price you pay, God will reward you a hundredfold. So in this crowd this morning, I am calling on you to join the group that are ready to give to the lord the highest sacrifice the highest sacrifice your life if you can give him your life why can't why can't you give him everything give him everything if in your christian life is not costing you your boyfriend who sleeps with you or your girlfriend who you sleep with you you are not among those who are spreading their clothes You are not among them. If your Christian life has not cost you that job, that does not bring glory to the Lord. When you are thinking of what to eat, if I stop this job now, what will I eat? I work in a beer bar. If I stop, what will I eat? I'm a prostitute. If I stop, what will I eat? I'm addicted to nicotine. If I stop, it will worry me. If the Christian life does not inconvenience you, you are not yet a Christian. You are not yet a Christian. I'm told of a story in Russia. Years ago, Russia had what we call the underground churches. I think they still exist. So these people were charismatic Christians who were meeting underground. In other words, they met in secret. And then, one of the ladies was going to get married and the Russian knew her. That she's one of those Ladies who have been preaching the gospel, we have asked them not to preach. We are going to, they are going to punish her. So they waited on a wedding day. Just when she got to the church, the Russian security services went and arrested her. And they put handcuffs on her hands. As she wore the handcuffs, instead of saying, Lord, what have you betrayed me? Where have I served you all this while? And look at what the disgrace you have brought to me. Do you know what she said? She just lifted up her hands and said, Lord, thank you for my wedding rings. The handcuff was her wedding ring. I couldn't get married to my my beloved, but Jesus, you have married me today. She went to prison for her faith. What can you do for your faith? What can you do for your faith? I am not talking to you if you cannot even pay your tithe. What can you do for your faith? What can you do for your faith? How much has your faith cost you? How much has your relationship with God cost you? How much you can't even sacrifice your sleep? You can't even wake up at dawn to pray. You can't even sacrifice your food. You can't even fast for a half day. You can't even sacrifice. You can't sacrifice anything. If you can't sacrifice anything to to people, You cannot sacrifice anything for your marriage. You cannot sacrifice anything for your husband or your wife. You cannot sacrifice any service for your parents. Can't you also sacrifice a little for the Lord? Not a little, all. He wants all. Peter asked him, Lord, we have left houses, we have left homes, we have left everything to follow you. We have left everything to follow you. What will be there for us? He said, anyone who has left anything to follow me shall be rewarded with a hundredfold blessing in the world to come and in this present age (laughs) are you here it caused the disciples something it caused the disciples something recently i read an article the missionaries who brought the gospel here kept dying they called west africa the graveyard for missionaries the graveyard for missionaries Women let their husbands go, even though their next door neighbor, the husband went and they didn't come again. He died of malaria and they didn't come again. Yet another woman let the wife, the husband go. You cannot even share the gospel with your next door neighbor. You cannot tell that woman, that brother, that lives beside you. You only share words, and you cannot even say, Jesus loves you where we are even having an event, just a handbill to distribute in your community or on your way back home, give it out to someone. You don't even take it. And you call yourself a Christian. You, you call yourself a disciple of Christ? Wow. Is that why you think? Is that why you think? You think Christianity is to come to church on Sunday and sit down? You think that you love him only because you are, you are here on Sunday today and you are raised your hands to worship him? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that what Christianity is about? Is that what Christianity is about? I'm told about Epaphras, about extra-biblical sources. This guy prayed and prayed for, for the church, prayed for missionaries that Epaphras, before he died, his knees had become like the hooves of camels. Like the hoofs of camels. Today you can't even ask pastors to come to church one hour before time or two hours before time to pray. You can't even ask pastors, stay on and do counseling from the head to the lowest. We don't see that commitment. We don't see that price that we pay. This is not Christianity. This is only 2%. Of what we do for the Lord the 98% is sacrifice a sacrifice a sacrifice the whole of last year were you able to tell one person that Jesus loves you were you able to tell one person that Jesus loves you the whole of last year were you able to invite just one person to church no Our church, we don't close early. Our church, our toilets are not good. If I take my friends, I'll be disgraced. I will show you something very soon. (laughs) I'll show you something. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? Now, B, B, the importance of the cloak. B, it was also used by people of high rank, like kings and priests. So, it's, it's, it's the same word translated cloak, it's the same word translated robe in this, in this scripture. First Samuel 15:27. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught his hold of his hem. Saul caught hold of, his, of the hem of his robe and he got home. So, this was Samuel, the priest. So, high-ranking officers, like priests, like kings, wore their cloak. And so, it's a symbol of dignity. A symbol of dignity. Now, David, David took off his cloak and was only left with a waistband. A waistband when he was dancing before the Lord. And then the daughter of Saul, Mikael, looked at him and despised him in her heart and said to David, when David came home, so you are gone naked before these people. And David said, David said to her, I went naked before the God. Who chose me to be king instead of your father? And because of that, do you know that God shut the womb of Michal and Michal could not give birth until she died? Because of that, because a man became undignified before the Lord. Second Samuel 6 verse 14 Good News Translation David, wearing only a linen cloth around his waist, danced with all his might to honor the Lord. Where was his cloak? where was his cloak he danced before the only a linen cloth around his waist danced before the lord david at that time was like the president of america he was the king there's a king of the superpower of his days and yet he danced before the lord with only waste this thing he said he said david wearing only a linen cloth around his waist danced with all his might to honor the lord to honor the lord he didn't care how undignified he became as far as what he was doing will honor the lord as far as what he was doing will honor the lord let's go to evangelism you feel you are too big to be part of evangelism i told you before i preached in a church in nigeria in lagos to be specific and there was a lady who was serving me. I spent a few days with the church. And every day, this lady would come like she was assigned to attend to me. And the way she was serving me, kneeling down. I mean, it was Nigerian culture. But, but in, my mind, in my mind, when ladies of her age serve like that, they are desperate for a miracle from the Lord. Sometimes it's only our needs that move us. To serve God. And so we have become so self-centered. If we don't have a need, we will not serve him. If we don't have a need, we will not become undignified for him. If we don't have a need, we will not lower our standard for him. I'm an MD. I'm an CEO. I am older than the pastor. And that's how I come to church. I come to church as a grandmother. I come to church as a CEO. I come to church as an MD. I come to church as a rich man. When I'm asked to park here, I can challenge the ushers. When I'm asked to sit here, I can challenge the ushers. But when I have a need, I try to serve the Lord so that God can can reward me. Hear this. So this lady kept serving me. So my intention was that before I leave the church... I was going to call her and pray for her. I was going to ask a lady, what is your problem? So I can pray for her. What do you want the Lord to do for you? Then, one day the pastor said, oh, one of my church members owns a bank and I want you to, she wants you to come and meet with the management of the bank so you can speak to them. So they drove me to um, Victoria Island in Lagos to go and speak to this, this thing. When I got there, at the gate of the bank was this lady who received me in my mind. So, this lady has followed me to this place. Then she's really very desperate. Very, very desperate. So, she ushers me into a conference room and takes a prominent seat. That I begin to speak to them. The I finished, came back said, Man of God, my board is up. My, your board is upstairs. Let's go. Guess what? That woman owned 15% of the bank, and the father owned 85% of the bank. She owned a bank, and yet she served. When I see some of you who feel that you have outgrown serving the Lord, you have outgrown serving the Lord. The total says something. He said immediately you give an African a title. He changes the way he walks, changes the way he talks, and will still stop doing everything. I have seen people who served in church from the bottom of their heart. Immediately they were made deacons and elders, they changed. Immediately they were made pastors, they changed. But I know I've been in Nigeria, where some pastors are only drivers for the bishop. In Ghana, sometimes my own pastors, when I want to call some of them to send, I feel this one would think that the wealth is too low for them. So I'll leave. I'll leave them. I have seen. I have seen a cook who is a, who is a pastor, and he believes that God has called him to cook for the man of God. I have seen big people who serve the Lord, and look at somebody like David. No dignity. Save the Lord from the bottom of his heart. When God blesses a man and blesses his generation, there is always a history. 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 Always a history. Today, in cities of, this, of, of the world, churches will be meeting. Only few people, less than 25% of the people in the church made the services possible. Made the services possible. Made the services possible. If you like, drive past this tent, every day, you'll we'll find Elder White here. If it had not been him, we couldn't have been meeting here. Every Sunday morning, 6 a.m., mommy comes here to sleep. Because after the boys have cleaned here, way somehow, people come here and you see things are littered here. Every 6 a.m., mommy comes here to sleep. Every 6 a.m., Sunday mornings. She comes here to sleep every 6 a.m. Yeah, David, Agbo, and Co. You come early in the morning, they are here. They are here. But these people, they are not pastors, they are not deacons, they are not elders, they are not, they, they, but they are here. When you see the Lord promoting someone, be careful. Do you know why God deals with people who criticize pastors? Because the sacrifice we make. To get to where God brings us, some of you, one percent of it, you will not do it. Yeah, when the Lord honors men of God, you become critical of them. Mm. Am I preaching? Now, number two, the second group, the second group, number two, those who spread palm branches, those who spread palm branches. So, number one, those who sp- spread their cloak cloak number two those who spread palm branches mark 11 8 and 9 many people spread their cloaks on the road whilst are spread branches they have cut in the field so mark doesn't tell us what kind of branches but he tells us that they spread branches also um, on the road from the branches they have cut so what kind of branches were there. John now gives us the details. John now gives us the details. John chapter 12, the verses 12 and 13. The next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and they took palm branches and went to meet him, shouting Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. So now John goes further to describe what they took. Mark describes what they did with what they took. you here with me what did they do they spread palm branches what does that mean what is the spiritual significance of a palm branch what is the spiritual significance of a palm branch here psalm 92 verse 12. now in the bible days these people would do things that have spiritual significance they don't just do it as temple like we do today they were not moved by their emotions they were moved by their culture their traditions that they have established with God that they have established with God Psalm 92 verse 12 the righteous will flourish like a palm tree so a palm tree is a symbol of flourishing blossoming progress that comes as a result of righteousness so these people came there and said we have dedicated our life to the Lord. We have served him in righteousness. And we have been blessed. And we have come to declare that our blessing, the prosperity we have, we are putting it under his feet. Can I show you those people what they do? Look at here. Matthew six thirty-one to 33 from the NIV. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall, what shall we wear? What, or what shall we drink? what shall us what shall we wear for the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them but 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 seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well so those of the palm branches were people that have sought god sought his kingdom and the righteousness of the kingdom and god has supplied them And God has given them. And they took a palm branch. And as they waved the palm branch, everybody standing there knew that these are people who have served the Lord and they have flourished at the palm tree. (laughs) There is nobody who seeks God's kingdom and the righteousness of the kingdom that will never be blessed. Mommy and I are the testimony of the faithfulness of God if you seek his kingdom if you seek his kingdom and the righteousness of that kingdom you will be blessed you will by all means be blessed I'm a crazy kingdom seeker what people will take off what many pastors will say oh I'm not well, so I can't come. I will get 10 times that. But I will show up. I will show up. <laughs> I've been releasing my COVID testimonies small, more. I've told you how I was lying down with oxygen on me. And how I was developing the prayers. The the 31 days prayer bulletin. The first seven days. With oxygen on me. Developing it. Writing it. The kingdom seeking is in my blood. When I don't do it. It's like I'm having withdrawal syndromes. When I came down. Mommy and the doctor said. Don't let him preach for. For three months, he has to recover his lungs. Say, You want me to die? Mommy said, No. I said, well, Let me preach. Give, take me two weeks from the pulpit, but after ten weeks I'll preach. But even the first week, I'll come to church. I remember the first day after my discharge when I came to church. Usually people come to me after service. That Sunday, got down from the altar, stood in front of the altar. Most people who greeted me didn't come. You're afraid the man is carrying a virus. Hey, let's go away. Oh. <laughs> the man is carrying a virus. <laughs> I went to my room and started, started laughing. I started laughing. Say, hey, these are people who are afraid. I say, in this world, don't get trouble. People will abandon you. <laughs> but the most important point I'm trying to make here is that, listen, when you are a kingdom seeker and you seek the kingdom, You will not chase after what you will wear or what you will eat. You will flourish like a palm tree. I'm telling you, you will not chase what you will wear or what you will eat. It's the pagans, the wealthy people who chase after those things. You You don't ask the Lord, Father, what will I eat? You will never get up one day without food on your table. Without food on your table. You will never get up one day without food on your table. So there a group in the church whose focus is to sink the kingdom. Those groups, by 6 a.m., they are here. They are facing things. They are facing things. Putting everything together. Those groups, they are here. Let me go back to David Agbo. David Agbo, when we had the World Trade Center branch, for five years, for five solid years, will always leave here at dawn and go and face. And it was a difficult one to face the instruments, Face the this thing, face everything. When the church went online, we couldn't without the audiovisual guys. Who don't take anything from the church without them, you couldn't. How we survived and came online, these people. I just told him yesterday on uh, um, um, May is my birthday, and I want to do thirty-one days of wisdom. But then I said, no, no, no we have to pre-record it, or else. You guys should be tired. You have to come here early morning for 31 days so that they won't pre-record it. We will come. We will come and shoot you for 31 days. And this will be done early in the morning. They will be there. Seek the kingdom. You are too comfortable with coming to church only on Sunday and nothing about the kingdom bothers you. You don't worry about anything. You don't care about anything. Nothing about the kingdom bothers you. Group number three. Those who went ahead. Those who went ahead. Mark 11 verse 9. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, blessed, shout Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So who are those who went ahead? Who are those who went ahead? Let me show you those who went. You see, in most cases, we want God to go ahead of us. But sometimes God wants us to go ahead of him. He told Abraham, go to the land I will show you. He didn't show Abraham the land, but he told him go to the land I will show you. So Abraham took the lead, waiting for God to come and show him the land. It takes maturity to have faith and go ahead of him. When he hasn't shown up, when he hasn't said anything, you still believe him and you go to wait for him. When the Lord told me a moment to come to Sprinters Road, we didn't have a chapel. He did not build a chapel for us to come. We didn't have congregation. We did not, he did not give us congregation for us to come. We didn't have anything. There was no reason for us to be here. I remember I started an inter estate Christian fellowship until I remember and until Becky South. The only thing I could afford was 200 letters, 200 letters, 200 letters. And they were not even enveloped. We stapled them to 200 homes, and 12 people responded for our first fellowship meeting. Twelve people responded. Where is the Lord? Father, where is the lamb? I have the wood. I have the fire. I know where the sacrifice will be. But where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? God doesn't have to give you a lamb before you show up. Before you show up. Show up and he'll be there for you. Sometimes God, are you here with me? God doesn't need to show up before you show up. He wants you to show up before he show up. Look at this thing. Luke chapter 10. The verses one and two after the lord after this the lord appointed seven to two seven to two others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town a place where he was about to go he sent them ahead he told them the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. Ask the Lord the harvest, therefore, to send our workers into his harvest field. So, the crowd that will follow Jesus in the city, people went and did the underground work before he came. had the same two guys that you could depend on them. I'm going to Barcelona. Can you guys take the lead and go and fix everything? I'll be there. Today, if you're a senior pastor and you tell people to take care of church, you are coming. If you don't take care, your church you collapse. I'm telling you, if you don't take it, your church will collapse. If you, you, you see, in Ghana, there's something called The Ghans have that language. <laughs> I don't know how to say it in English. Look at this for me. It's not like you yourself looking at your own thing. There are only few people you can trust to take the lead and prepare the pathway for you. They will be. They will be. They will be insulting you. Whilst we are here, he is in. The, he and his wife. They are there. They are there. He and his wife. They are there. Look at us here. We are the one suffering. This guy, seventy-two. They didn't think that way. Jesus said, "Go ahead of me to the town. Go ahead before I come." Go ahead. And Jesus was saying, Jesus, said, listen, listen, I can only get 75 of you. You see the crowd. you see, Only get 72 of you. You see the crowd that comes when I'm doing miracles. You see the crowd that comes. But I need people to go and prepare the crusade dance for me to come. I can only have the 72 of you. And then he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. They said those who went ahead of him are those who were dedicated and committed to him. They don't need a sermon like this to do it for him. Totally committed. Totally committed. Is God showing up this year with my my husband? If he does not show up, I will still serve him. Is God showing up this year with my job? If he does not show up with a job, I am still serving him. I will serve him until he shows up. I will serve him until he shows up. I will serve him until he shows up. up. You want to see the hand of God before you, you, you serve him? Father, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. If you do this for me, I'll do this for you. God is not chaskele. God is not a betting game. It's not a betting game. If you do this for me, I'll do this for you. When the Bible says, give, it shall be given to you. You aren't telling the Lord, give me and I'll give you. God doesn't deal with those people. He deals with the people who can go ahead of him. Please let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. Number four, those who followed. The next group are those who followed. Mark 11 verse 9. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It reminds me of Matthew 4:19. Then he said to them, that's Jesus speaking to Peter and his friends, follow me and I will make you fishers of me. Follow me and I will make you. 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 God cannot make anything out of you if you don't follow him. Listen, when you come to a church like this, the temptation for you to follow people is higher. You will come and find friends that you may follow them and not follow Jesus. Are you here? In fact, you can follow a friend and when the friend has an issue with the church, you take up the issue more seriously than that friend. That is that is ins- the insane Christian. One day I'll teach you something. There's seven spiritual diseases com- uh, most Christians are suffering from. One is called spiritual madness. Another name for spiritual madness is carnality. Where everything pure, everything about the cross is foolishness to you. There are people like that. They come to church, they follow people, not the Lord. But you see, for God to be able to make something out of you, you have to follow him. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. And I will make you. You are not here for your pastor to make you rich. You are not here for your pastor to make it. If you are here to follow Jesus, he himself will make you. He himself will make you. I was born again since I was 14 years old. I followed him. Over 30 something years, I've been following this man. He has really made me. He has really made me. He's made me. He has really made me. Please, for waiting, For your job to make you rich. Forget it. If you are waiting. Pastors let me tell you this. There is no church that can pay you enough. For those of you who are full time. That can pay you enough to build houses. That can pay you enough. To to rent homes that you want. That can pay you enough. To sponsor your children to good schools. It is a following of Jesus. That can make you. If I was waiting for this church to help me take my children outside to study, they have not gotten there. This church has not gotten there. If I was waiting for this church to build me a house, like, would you build me? No, 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 no. We (laughs) We don't have that money for you to build a bishop a house. We don't. If I come here waiting for a church, waiting for a church to put food on my table, like I'll be going hungry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To put on the table like i will be hungry. I'm not saying that when it comes to food, the church cannot buy it for me. But when it comes to the type of food I want to eat. They will see me in a certain restaurant. Hey, we saw daddy in Campesco. Finance committee members. Let's, make, let's call him for a meeting. Let's do auditing and see whether our money is intact. But I have followed this man and he has made me and he has made me. I've been telling young pastors, follow my model. You'll be happy in ministry. My model is one of the best models. Make a decision that you are not going to let any congregation member bluff you with tithe and offerings. Since Bishop Ajin came here, and some of you made pledges, how many times have I announced for the pledges to come? I'll not be a beggar from this puppet. If you make a pledge before the Lord and you don't honor it, he will come for it. He will come for it. He will scatter things in your hands. So it's not for me to come here and beg you for it. How many times do I come here and beg you for tithe? Have I ever called any of you for money? Have I ever asked any of you for a loan? Have I ever asked any of you that I don't have food? Help me. Even when we're in the wooden structure. Have I ever done that? No, 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 no. But what he told me was that follow me and I will make you. You can make me sometimes I even see pastors following congregation members. I see pastors following congregation members. I had a vision of one of my sons that the Lord had blessed. He had made money. When he came to this church, he had nothing. And the Lord had blessed. He had made money. I had a vision in a dream that he has been blessed. At that time, and he was, not, he was going through some crisis. And he had been blessed. He had been blessed with the dream. He had been blessed. And other pastors have come and say, Ah, you're my son. You remember, you're my son. You so I called him I said, Son, this is the revelation I had. And very soon God is going to bless you. And you will leave this church. Other pastors will claim you and you leave this church. Before I even finished, it, Danny, that will never happen. That will never happen. But I saw Peter in him. I said, ah, this was what Peter said to Jesus. That would never do this thing. Today, he's not in this church. He's in another church. But I won't follow him. I was called to follow Jesus. I'm not going to follow him because he has made money. I'm not even going to remind him of the dream. I'm not going to call him and say, son, you remember I had this dream. Now that you have money, you are leaving me. Son, son, you remember I had this dream. I'm not going to do that. I was not called to follow people. I was called to follow the Lord. If I'm following you, I'm following you for your soul. I'm following you for your soul. If I visit you, my focus is to make sure your soul can grow, you can develop, you can become better, but I will not follow you for your money. It is foolishness for any pastor, any of you here who walk to this church empty-handed. It is, full, it is the highest form of foolishness for anybody at this time when you are blessed, for any pastor to show up and tell you that he, he lost you more than me. So <laughs> my people have itchy ears because those they follow will not preach this to them, will not tell them which group are you in? Group number five, group number five, the disciples, the disciples, the disciples here, here, here. Luke 19:37 to 40. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the road goes where? down the Mount of Olives the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they have seen blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest Ah! the disciples you see when the man started going down instead of abandoning him the brother said we have seen miracles we know you will survive this we know you will survive this. They started praising God for the life of Jesus. So we have seen miracles, so we have seen testimonies for those of you, for those of you, that little challenge, your praises cease. Your praises cease because of little challenge. Meanwhile, God has done it and has done it for you before. He's worked miracles in your life before. You are alive because of him. You are alive because of him. And yet, a little challenge, your praise will cease. This guy says, we know we are heading down. We are heading down. But he will do it again. If God had done a miracle before, he would do it again. He would do it again. He would do it again. And Let me show you something. Finally, I hope so. Uh, this is final. Finally, number six. The Pharisees. They were also there. They were also there. They were also there. The Pharisees were also there. Luke 19, 37-40 when they, when they came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives the, the, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they have seen blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest 39 some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus teacher, rebuke your disciples I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Hey! So in the crowd were Pharisees. Check this church. There are Pharisees in this church. Yeah! You see all those who pretend to be close to me and they know me, when they meet you and they start saying bad things about me to you. But when I show up, they are nice. They call me daddy! Oh daddy! Oh daddy! Oh daddy! Oh, daddy. When I ask them to do something in my presence, they are happy. Oh, Daddy, thank you. I will do it. I will do it. When I turn around, they complain. All these people are Pharisees. I'm telling you, they are Pharisees. Anybody who is not afraid to lift up a hand against a servant of the Lord is a Pharisee. What they can't even stand is when people praise you, you shut them up. Ah, that is a good man. Oh, oh. So who told you? Which good man is he? People can't stand a pastor that has begun to enjoy the glory of the Lord. One of the things that I always want my pastors about and those closer to me, is that if you don't take care, you can easily become envious of me. And enviousness leads to hatred. And hatred leads to criticisms. And if you don't take care, you will be a Judas. Because Judas it's the next step after being a pharisee is a graduation when you graduate from the school of pharisees you become a judas oh yeah 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 yeah. you know you know i'm a man of the spirit i pick up things so i tell mommy this guy around me this person around me satan has entered into them so be careful i don't want us to too close to them again i won't change what they do but i know what to do are you here now Jesus was eating with, with, with Judas and the Bible said, and Satan entered into Judas. There are some attacks that eh? They may be done by witches. They may be done by, but to betray an anointed man, Satan must enter you. Satan must enter you. If a man trusts you, stands in the pulpit and praises you in the pulpit, but yet you are a betrayer. And while the man is praising you in the pulpit, the people in the congregation say you don't know him. That you don't know what he said about you. That you don't know him that you don't know him that is the spirit of a judas now what you see judas saw just a, a bottle of oil a bottle of perfume poured at the feet of jesus judas could not stand it i said most people cannot stand and they are in the church they won't go but they cannot stand the blessing of a pastor they can't they just cannot stand the blessing of a pastor. What are the pastors they want? The pastors that they can command and call. Because they need envelope. <laughs> I see. There are some people, Satan can never stop their praise. It doesn't matter. No matter what, Satan can never stop their praise. Let's go down with him. We will still praise. Satan can never stop their praise. If you are here, Satan has stopped your praise, and you have become a critic of the Lord and the Lord's people, the Lord's servants. Be very careful. When Jesus began to go down to the Mount of Olives, the disciples, in a loud voice, started praising the Lord. Started praising the Lord. Which group do you belong to? I was sent here to tell you this. That there are six groups in this church. Which group do you belong to? Rise on your feet and pray. You, you know that God has sent a message to you. He has sent a word to you. Out of these six groups, you know where you are. And you are the only one who knows your prayer topic. Lift up your voice. Don't use the mask as an excuse for not praying aloud. Pray. If we're not praying aloud, you know that your sins are too loud. Your sins are too many. You can't even confess it in the open. Let up your voice and pray. Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord.